copyrighted program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Los Angeles Police calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 97, an escape from the county jail. Henry Stevens, age 19, height 5 feet 5 inches, 119 pounds. That's all. I've been telling you about for years. In a police radio car powered by Rio Grande cracked gasoline, I rode about the street for hours with two officers on duty. We didn't speed, we crawled. But as the driver said, that's a real test for gasoline to burn so evenly you can throttle down to five miles an hour in high. Police have tried other gasolines, but their cars buck and jump and they have to shift gears. Only Rio Grande Cracks gives smooth power at low speed. That's one reason why more police cars use Rio Grande Cracks than any other gasoline. And the other reason? Well, when the police radio barks a demand for action, the throttle is clamped to the floor and Rio Grande Cracks gives full speed instantly. Not a second lost in shifting gears. My exciting ride last night gave me actual proof of the superiority of Rio Grande Cracks over other gasoline. And you will get the same convincing proof if you will use the same gasoline that police cars use in your car. privilege to introduce Captain H.S. Seeger, commanding the robbery and narcotics squad of the Los Angeles Police Department. Captain Seeger. Good evening, friends. No one within sound of my voice believes that he can be two places at once. And, quite naturally, he is better informed and acquainted with the place where he is at any given moment than any other place. Tonight, we are going to follow a man who having committed a crime and been caught, still thought he could beat the game. We are going to follow him as he makes his escape and watch him as he believes he has made his getaway. He could not be two places at once. He could not know what the law was doing about him. We will show you that side of it, too, what the law did about this unfortunate, misled enemy of society. He could not be two places at once, but his pursuers the police, representatives of the mass agreement of public opinion which passes for decency and respect for the law can be two, ten, a hundred places at once. Listen carefully, and you will hear the answer to this apparently parochial riddle. (laughs) 
Look, I'm telling you, the picture will be colossal, I tell you. Uh, help me. Dear, you could have seen the gorgeous gown I designed for Gloria in the morning. It was just too long. Oh, Papa, she never could forget. Yeah, come here. Look, my camel hair coat's gone. 
dressing table to wreck. The screens had broken in. Ah, well, what else can happen to disrupt my peaceful sorrow? My heart broken, my home violated. Ah, it does not matter. I can get more perfume. Money? <laughs> I have more than I need of that. But... Hey, Johnny. What? Look, the low-down rat. Well, what's the matter? He stole my rabbit's foot, the one I carried since I broke into just sunshine from that amateur night on 10th Avenue. Eddie. Yes, Captain? A Hollywood party burglar pulled another job last night. Yeah? What'd he get this time? As usual, furs, perfumes, and what Dewey found in the bedroom. The boys out at the Hollywood station haven't done anything on him. He never leaves fingerprints. I want you and your partner to handle it. Okay. And I suggest you go down the hall to the records bureau and get Rhoda Cross to run the suspect cards through the Hollywood machine. Find out how he operates. All right. But I never could understand that dingus they got down there. Well, it's about time you found out about it. Ask Rhoda to explain it. She's a good egg. What's on your mind? Oh, this Margot in Hollywood who's breaking into people's boudoirs. Well, what do you want on him? Well, the cat suggested you run your suspect cards through the machine and see what you've got. Only I don't know what that's going to prove. No? Well, I'll show you. Come on over here. Now, let's see. We'll take this stack of cards here. These are burglaries for the past two months. Each card represents the information on a job, see? Yeah, but these cars just have numbers on them with holes punched every so often. I know, but they all mean something. Mm. Now tell me, what's this robber's modus operandi? What? Huh? Oh, you mean how's he worked? Yeah. Well, now, according to our report from Hollywood, he knocks over houses where parties are being held. Enters bedrooms on the first floor with a three-quarter inch jimmy. Steals furs, expensive clothes, and money belonging to the guests. Okay. Let's segregate these cards for burglaries in Hollywood. We'll set the machine here and let it sort cards. Hey, some of those cards are falling in one slot and the rest are falling in another. That's right. Now, this stack represents the robberies in Hollywood. See, they're all punched on number three in the second column of figures. Now, we'll set the machine for entry by three-quarter inch Jimmy. That's six in the fourth column. Entry in first floor bedroom. That's two in the first column. And theft of clothes and furs. That's three in column ten. And theft of money. Money, now, that's four in the sixth column. Here we go. All right, Eddie. All these jobs were done by a three-quarter inch Jimmy. We'll shoot them through now for the first floor bedrooms. We got eight first floor bedrooms. Now for the clothes and furs. Six of them take clothes and furs. Now that they also took money. Let's see. Yep. Take money, too. Here's your man, Eddie. Six jobs in two months. Always enters first-floor bedroom to three-quarter-inch Jimmy. Steals clothes, furs, and money. And, say, wait a minute. According to these cards, 
Holmes burglarized are in every case prominent picture people. And that gives me an idea. No, it's all beyond me. Say, you dicks couldn't operate without this record bureau of ours. Now, just a minute, Eddie. I was reading something in the paper this morning. Wait a minute. Here it is. Jaime Goldfish, the eternal picture producer, will entertain a select group of 200 guests this evening at a buffet supper in honor of Count Etienne Poissendorf. That's your lead, Eddie. What do you mean? Listen. Mr. Goldfish's house is a low, single-story affair. Get it? Easy to get at that room where the guest wraps will be. Now, you get out there tonight and hide in the bedroom with the coats and hats, and you'll arrest your mysterious burglar, or I'll buy you a platinum-plated badge. I don't get you, Rhoda. It's simple. I'm reasoning on Chief Balmer's theory. When he set up this record bureau, he said that if you had a sufficient record of frequency of crime and modus operandi, you could bring crime to an absolute end by having officers on hand to welcome the criminal when he arrived to commit his crime. It's all Greek to me. Well, here's a chance to see if it works. My guess is that your party burglar will fall into your arms tonight. Well, it looks to me, Rhoda, as though you ought to be a detective. <laughs> I am a detective, but nobody knows it. I think there's a runaround, Eddie. Well, it's all we've got to work on. Yeah, but how can a game who runs a filing dingus at headquarters know anything about policing? It's worth a try. Yeah. Here we are stuffed in Mrs. Goldfish's clothes closet, and all them pretty Janes out there to drink in champagne. She any self-respecting dick works a party like this by mingling with the guests. Okay, you can do your mingling after we catch this one. Yeah, if we catch him. Oh! One of Mrs. Goldfish's goddesses just put my eye out, that's all. What's up? Open the door. Hey, pick up the guy through that window. Come on. Pick him up. Hey, what the devil? You're under arrest. What did I tell you, Ray? Oh, I knew we'd catch him all the time. You knew. Rhoda Cross knew you knew. January of 1933, Henry Stevens is arrested by Los Angeles police and sent to the county jail to await trial. But Stevens, although young, is a tough hombre, and his philosophy contains the salient credo that iron bars do not a prison make. On the night of January 28, 1933, Stevens escapes by finning down the side of the building with the assistance of the rope and the flagpole. While Los Angeles county officers and city police search for him, let us follow the trail of this wily criminal ourselves. Yeah. What can I do for you? How much for that sailor's pea jacket in the window? Well, I'll tell you. It's a good All price. right, never mind the sales talk. How much do you want for it? Two dollars and a half. I'll give you two bucks for it if you throw in the pan. What? Two bucks? And the pen's for him besides? So what do you think I'm saying? Hey, what are you talking about? That coat ain't worth a dime. Why, I paid the two dollars for it myself. Yeah, I know, I know. Now, look, I only got two bucks. You want it or don't you? Well, all right, if that's the way you feel yeah, about it. Yeah, that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. We, I'm just giving it away. We, what? That's what I'm doing, giving it away. Hey, wait a minute. What's that printing on your pen? None of your business. Am I laundry mark? Laundry mark, huh? Looks like you have numbers from a jailhouse. I think I better call the police. <laughs> I 
can understand it, Captain. We've searched every corner of the jail. He's got to be in here. There's no way he could get out. Yeah, between 10 o'clock at night and 6 in the morning, there's not many people around this building. There's two guards at the only unlocked entrance all night long, isn't there? Yeah, but it's noon now, and I'm... Wait a minute. Hello? Yeah? Yeah? What? No, bring him up here. I want to talk to him. Yeah, and listen, Murphy. Notify every patrol car and send out complete description to every desk sergeant in the city. You're right, Eddie. He did get out. He just bought a coat and a pair of pants and a misfit clothes parlor on Main Street. State Bureau of Criminal Identification and Investigation. Wanted for escape, Los Angeles County Jail, January 27, 1933. Henry Stevens, alias Joseph Benelli, alias John Vincent, height 5 feet 5 inches, weight 119 pounds, dark brown hair and eyes, fingerprint classification 13 or 14, ulnar over ulnar outer, outer 14, Los Angeles County number 173788, record San Diego County number 37726. Salt Lake County number 6010. Arrest, hold, and notify. That's all. When do we get a Dorito, pal? I don't know. Fox Daybreak, I think. What was that last time we passed? Rocky! You ever been there? No, not that I remember. I spent two months in the can there last summer. Boy, what a dump. You'd think the town would be ashamed to own such a jail. Uh, my back feels like it's broken. Yeah, mine too. Hey, you know, riding the rods ain't much of a luxury on this line. Now, you take the Boston and Maine, for instance. They got all the comforts of home. There's a crossbar that runs right from the edge here over to this basin, and you can throw your leg over that, and you'll feel like you're sitting in the lobby at the Ritz. Well, I wonder what we're stopping for now. No, I don't know. They're always monkeying around about something. Hey, here comes the brakeman with a lantern. Ah, oh, nuts. Make a tie for them bushes. That's a break for you, ain't it? Well, there she goes. Man, it's all right with me. I was thinking of getting off anyhow. I never did like this line. The service is rotten. Los Angeles County number 173788. Record San Diego County number 37726. Salt Lake County number 6010. Arrest, hold, and notify. What'd you say to send this one, Chief? Reno, Nevada. Yeah, ain't it? 
just bought a brand new month ago. It's got all kinds of fancy gadgets on it. You're going all the way into Reno? Yeah. Well, I, I can take you right in, because I'm all going. All right, stick them up. Huh? You heard me. Stop this car and stick up your hands. I got a gun in this left pocket, so don't try anything funny. Well, for heaven's sake, Harris. All right, shut off the motor. Well, listen here, now, I... Uh... Shut up or I'll plug you. Have you got any money? Oh, you don't want to talk, huh? There's $30 in the wallet. All right, hand it over. Yeah, you can keep the driver's license. Thank now, you. Now, get out. Uh, my wife's waiting for me in town. Oh, right, shut there. up. <laughs> Salt Lake County number 6010. Arrest, hold, and notify. Anything new on Stevens, Chief? Yeah, we got a wire from Reno. Fellow that swiped the car and robbed an old man of 30 bucks sounds a lot like Stevens in the description. Where does this one go? Care of John A. Hanson, City Hall, St. Louis, Missouri. Buddy, where's the road to St. Louis? St. Louis? Oh, you're off to St. Louis Road. You want to turn to your left back at the coffee. Ah, nuts. You don't mind giving me a lift? I can show you a shortcut. All right. Hop in. Where are you going? Blake's down. It's not far. About 20 miles. You want to turn to your left when you get down here, Wade? Okay. This is quite a lift. Save me bus fare. Don't you step on it, don't you? Yeah, don't let any grass grow under my feet. See, what are we doing? What do you care? You'll get the place down quicker. Oh, it's all right with me, only there's generally a lot of speed cops on this road. Yeah? Well, gosh, there's one now. Where? Right back of us. You might as well slow up. Here he comes. No, thanks, buddy. No, thanks. Hey, what are you doing? You'll only make a trip on yourself. That's my business. Hey, are you crazy? You're, you're doing fine. Look out, there's a turn. I'm sorry, Max. I can't hang around here. Are you hurt? Yeah, my left arm. Are you driving this car? No. Where's the driver? He's just run through those bridges. Sheriff George A. Downey, Cook County, Chicago, Illinois. Wanted for Escape County Jail, Los Angeles, January 27th. Frank Stevens, age 19, high 5 feet. Sheriff Charles W. Watkins, Boston, Massachusetts. Wanted for escape, County Jail, Los Angeles. Sheriff Raymond L. Connors, Atlanta, Georgia. Wanted for escape, County Jail, Los Angeles, January 27th. Sheriff Thomas L. Deland, Memphis, Tennessee. Wanted for escape, County Jail, Los Angeles, January Mighty wet night to be outside. Go on, beat it. I'm broke. Sure enough? Yes, sure enough. So am I. Well, what do you want to hang around me for? I don't know. Reckon I'm tired talking to myself. You do that too? Uh-huh. Life is just a bowl of cherries, ain't it? You said it. You all live around Memphis? No. Just hitting the road, huh? Yeah. Got any foes? <laughs> None that I'd brag about. Yeah, I know what you mean. Say, look here. 
I know a Greek that runs that little restaurant on the other side of the bridge. Maybe I can put the B on him for a couple of cups of coffee. What do you say? Well, okay with me. Hey, you! Oh, hey. here comes that copper again. Yeah, I thought I told you to stay over my beat. Oh, George, I wasn't making no bother. I was just going to take the kid over to the Greek and get him a cup of coffee. Yeah, sure, I know, I know. Now, you go on and beat it or I'll lock you up. Oh, all right. So long, kid. So long. What does a young fella like you want to be hanging around dames like that for? Now, go on now and get out of here. Go on home to your mother. Yeah, okay, officer. Yeah, I'll go home to my mother. Fingerprint classification, 13 over 14, owner over owner. Outer, outer 14. Arrest, hold, and notify. Where does this one go, Cap? Pensacola, Florida.
Police, James E. Davis, City Hall, Los Angeles, California. Your escaped prisoner, Frank Stevens, number 173788, arrested here last night on charge of attempted burglary. Will hold charges pending expedition. Sheriff H. H. Gandy, Pensacola, Florida. Promptly extradited Stevens and brought him back to Los Angeles to face trial for his previous offenses as well as for his attempt to break jail. This smart young man paid for his tilt with the law to the tune of five years imprisonment in San Quentin Penitentiary, where he still is. Although it would not be true to say that we knew at every moment of Stevens' escape just where he was, nevertheless, we did know that no matter how far, or how far fast he traveled, we would be one jump ahead of him, for he was a silly flying of the fable trying to extricate, extricate, extricate himself from all encompassing nets of the spider once he attempted to transgress the law. He learned with the loss of his freedom the truth of that statement Chief Davis has repeated so many times to this audience. Crime does not pay. Thank you, Captain Figure. No crime doesn't pay. And it's a crime to endanger the life of a good automobile engine by using cheap, unguaranteed motor oil. If you pay less than 25 cents a quart for the oil you put in your engine, you're taking dangerous chances. You can get Sinclair Opaline motor oil in tamper-proof, oversized quart cans for only 25 cents. It's guaranteed. Your money's worth or your money back. It's the same oil used by the United States Army and Navy. Sinclair Oil, and it's sold the world over. When you drive in for Rio Grande cracked gasoline, get Sinclair Motor Oil, too. Then you really get police car performance in your own car. Police calling all cars, attention all cars, cancellation broadcast 97 regarding an escape from the county jail. This man is now in custody. That's all. Roll Frederick Lindsley bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.